Hello, my name is Mary Claire Bryan, and I am the Connect and Serve Coordinator here at Christ Presbyterian Church. My husband Terry and I are members of the Music Row location. Today, we find ourselves in week two of our six-week study of Matthew 5. As we spend time studying the Sermon on the Mount this summer, I cannot help but picture the setting. After a large crowd assembles following Jesus healing the sick, Jesus climbs the mountain to speak specifically to his disciples. Jesus begins this days-long sermon with the Beatitudes, describing the character of the people of the kingdom, such as meekness, purity of heart, humility, being a peacemaker, and experiencing persecution. In today's passage, Matthew 5, 13 through 16, we will spend time on how Jesus calls his disciples to manifest these characteristics in two ways, calling us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. My mom was raised in Virginia and has shared stories with me about the country ham hanging from the markets. These salt-cured country hams were stored in large wooden boxes. In the bottom of the box, a piece of ham was placed on a layer of salt, and then more ham, and then a layer of salt, and so on and so on until the box was filled. The ham was perfectly preserved in the salt without the aid of refrigeration. This always amazed me. But the salt was the preservative. In our study this week, Jesus calls true disciples to be in the world like salt. Just as salt preserves the country ham, we are called to be preservers of truth, our faith, and Jesus' name. Salt not only preserves, it also adds flavor, creates a little bit of sting, and leads to thirst. What do I mean by each of these descriptors of salt? Food without salt is often tasteless and bland, but with a few grains of salt, suddenly the entire meal is flavorful. We may think as believers we cannot add much as a single person, but Jesus is preaching that it only takes a little bit of salt to make a huge difference. We may not think as much of salt of being a stinger until we go to the beach. Have you ever been at the beach and had an open wound and gotten the salty water only to feel your cut legs start to sting? When Jesus said we are the salt of the earth, he meant that our very lives should bring conviction to, should sting a little bit to the people around us. While it is important that our presence serves to both preserve and flavor a culture, there should also be an aspect of our presence that stings when it comes into contact with worldly actions and attitudes. We are called to be part of convicting others to see their need of Jesus. And let's remember, when our cut stings in the salty water, it's actually leading to quicker healing. Lastly, salt creates a thirst. I know if I'm enjoying french fries or a bag of popcorn, I better be sure to have a drink nearby. There should be that same ingredient in our lives that makes people thirsty for what we have in Christ. Jesus does warn us that if the salt loses its taste, it is no longer good for anything and has lost its usefulness. Strictly speaking, salt never loses its saltiness. Sodium chloride is a very stable chemical. It only loses its saltiness when it becomes mixed with impurities. If we are too much like the world, we are useless. As Christians, we should not blend in with everyone else. Instead, we should affect others positively, just as seasoning brings out the very best in food. We now turn our focus to verses 14 through 16, where Jesus calls true Christians to be in the world like light. My husband, Terry, and I, we love to grill. One of our favorite things to do is to make a bonfire in the backyard, grill dinner, and enjoy time outside. In the winter, it is always dark when we grill because the sun goes down so early. Terry consistently wears a headlamp when grilling so that he can see the meat and make sure it's cooked properly. It honestly always cracks me up because when he wears the headlamp, it makes this big mark on his forehead. Even if he goes inside for a little bit throughout the process, he doesn't take it off. So for Christmas, I had this great idea to buy him an official grill light. 
I visited our local grill shop in Woodbine. I talked to the people there. I was really excited about this official grill light I purchased. I thought, this is great. Now Terry will not have to wear the headlamp. So Christmas morning comes and Terry was kind as he could be when he opened his gift. He was excited and grateful. But when we returned home from travels and were grilling the next week, I encouraged him to try out the new grill light. It was only a few minutes later that Terry comes into the house and is back wearing the headlamp. After kindly explaining that he appreciated the gift, he was going to return the new light and stick with the headlamp. He shared that the light I purchased as a gift just didn't shine as brightly. And while it may have looked cooler, it didn't allow him to produce the same results when grilling. Reflecting on the scripture in Matthew 5, 14 through 16, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. I couldn't help but think of the story of my husband in the headlamp. Terry was persistent about the light from his headlamp. He knew it shined the brightest and would lead to grilling the best dinner. Even though I thought the new hip light would be more cool and not leave a mark on his head, he was persistent in his approach and stayed faithful to his headlamp. How often in life do I get swayed by other people's opinions or choose a different decision even though I knew there was a better one? Sometimes it is harder and not as cool to be faithful to God's plan. There are times I fear having a mark on my forehead for standing out or acting differently because of my faith. My hope and prayer for myself and each of us is that we would be a light in our homes, workplaces, neighborhoods, church, and city that is willing to stand out. A few questions I've been pondering this week that I wanted to invite you to ponder as well. Can others see our light? Do they know where it is coming from? Does it leave a noticeable mark? Are we willing to stand out? Are we quick to set our light aside and or trade it in for something that appears better? As we strive to follow Jesus' calling to be the light of the world, let us remember and be encouraged that we are not called to do this alone. In John chapter 1, we learn that Jesus is the creator of life, and his light brings light to mankind. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. This passage reminds us that we are not the source of God's light. We merely reflect the light. Just as John was a witness about the light, we are called to be reflectors of the light through our words and actions. So what does this practically look like? Well, in my role here at Christ Presbyterian Church, I have the opportunity to walk alongside our city groups. City groups are groups of Christ Presbyterian members and Nashville friends that come together to make a positive difference somewhere in the greater Nashville area. While some of our city groups connect and serve alongside a local nonprofit to provide intentional ongoing support, others work collectively towards a mission and goals defined apart from a nonprofit. I would encourage you to visit our city group's website and pray about getting involved in a group of your interest. With over 20 groups and options for before work volunteering, during the day, evenings, family volunteering, there is something for everyone. And if you don't see one that piques your interest, you can reach out to me about starting a new city group. 
As we reflect this week on Jesus' calling for us to be the salt of the world, let's be encouraged by the simplicity of Jesus using two household commodities to call Christians into influencing the world. Author John Stott points out that during Jesus' own boyhood, he would have most likely watched his mother use salt in the kitchen and light in the lamps when the sun went down. Every home, however poor, used both salt and light. So whether you were actively engaged with a city group, serving your family day in and day out, greeting a neighbor, volunteering with our kids' ministry or host team at church, spreading joy amidst your workplace, each of us are invited and called into being salt shakers and light bearers where we live, work, and play. I pray that our light would shine and reflect Jesus as we pray intentionally about areas of our life where we can make a difference. Would you join me in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to pause and to take analysis of our life, Lord, and to look at the areas where you're calling us to be like salt and light in the communities where we serve. I pray that you would bring specific ways to mind, encourage us in the ways that we are reflecting you, Lord, and show us the ways that you desire us to reflect you more. Help us to reflect your fruits of the Spirit so that we can represent you in all that we say and do. And help us to push back the darkness, Lord, and to be light. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your day.